Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. Maybe I was wrong about that one. Maybe I was wrong about that. The other day, I, th- I said that I thought Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro's beef would not get too crazy, but uh, maybe I was wrong. Because now Ben Shapiro has publicly called for Candace Owens to quit. And then almost right after the Tucker Carlson, Candace Owens interview drops where Candace Owens roasts Ben Shapiro. And I have to wonder if uh, Candace Owens is planning on sticking around as a Daily Wire personality. In the past, we've seen Daily Wire personalities beef with each other. And Ben Shapiro has been critical and people have been critical of him. And I'm like, eh, it's good for the brand, right? There's big press right now. Daily Wire is getting a ton of attention. But I'm not so sure this is in the long term good for the brand. Candace Owens going on Tucker Carlson's show on X and calling out Ben Shapiro as being on the left for several of the major issues that are happening in this country right now uh, and have over the past several years, not good for the brand. And when I have people, you know, last night on uh, Tim Cast IRL super chatting saying they're done with the Daily Wire, they're canceling or things like this, I'm like, okay, I really don't see how they're going to gain subscribers from this. But this is the challenge any business would face. And uh, I'm not so sure it matters in the long run. What I mean is there's market saturation. There's a market cap. And if Ben Shapiro holds to his positions and they lose subscribers over it, Ben does not seem to care. Aside from the fact that Ben Shapiro personally has FU money, I mean, they've got a million plus paying monthly subscribers. So yeah, they're doing really well in terms of generating revenue. If Candace Owens leaves, they'll probably lose quite a bit. It will cause some uh, PR damage for the company, but I don't know if they're really going to cry about it in the end. There's only your, your company can only get so big. Now, to be fair, though, I think the Daily Wire would like to supplant Disney. They would like to take over, and I can respect that. And it's going to be really hard when you have a, a narrowish uh, perspective, meaning they need Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro. They need these arguments and these debates. They need more of them. If the Daily Wire wants to be something really big like Disney, they cannot just be a narrow band conservative uh, machine. And, you know, my, my thing is I'm a big I'm a fan of the Daily Wire. I like these guys. Uh, uh, Michael Knowles is great. Matt Walsh is I, uh, Matt Walsh is my favorite person out of the Daily Wire. Uh, no offense to anybody else. Uh, Candace Owens is also absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, I like Ben. I like Ben in a lot of things. I, I, I don't follow every word uh, they all say. 
And a lot of people have said, Tim, why won't you call out Ben Shapiro? He's clearly wrong, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I don't know or care enough about Israel to criticize Ben over his positions. Now, war, I've already said I disagree. I don't think we should be involved, but that's the extent of it. I'm not going to go yelling at anybody or starting beefs or anything like that. But I I like the Daily Wire. I think they do a a pretty good job all around. And I'd like to see them succeed because we, we this is not good for any of us. Okay, if Ben and Candace agree on 80% of things, let's just roll with that. Even when I sit down with Cenk Uger of the Young Turks, we disagree on 80% of things, but I'm still saying, like, let's take that 20% that we do agree on and win there. And we'll worry about arguing with each other about schools and books and other, other issues later on. But let's read the news. I want to show you some of the updates. We, we, we know this story. It starts, it starts going viral last night. It's currently trending nationwide on Twitter. Ben Shapiro tells Candace Owens to quit. She just might. We don't know. But now a bunch of clips have emerged from the Tucker interview with Candace's response, calling out Ben Shapiro in more detail. So here's a story from Newsweek. They say Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro are trying to destroy each other. Yikes. Okay. well, the only thing I'll say to that is become a member at TimCast.com. And uh, I don't know, man, I'm sure many of you and many of the people who uh, may end up watching this but are not subscribers don't like uh, how TimCast.com operates or how we operate. And uh, I'll put it this way. There's a lot of people who are going to say Ben's right. They're going to side with him and say Candace is disgraceful. And they clapped for him when he said it. They're going to subscribe to uh, Daily Wire and they would not subscribe to TimCast. And there are a lot of people who would say Candace Owens is right and Ben's being disgraceful. And Tim doesn't have the balls to call out uh, Ben Shapiro. So I'm not going to subscribe to TimCast.com. And that's fine. So be it. You know, we are who we are. I tweeted out last night to uh, Cassandra Fairbanks. Uh, uh, McDonald, I said, we should start a fake beef over Israel so that we can generate PR attention. And uh, some people were like, are you implying that Ben and Candace's beef is fake? Or but No, I'm saying they're getting a lot of attention for it. And we would have to fake it because uh, a lot of people have pointed out on Twitter. There was like a Twitter, Twitter thread where people are like, is, is this the, the, the ideology of TimCast.com? Because Cassandra is very critical of Israel. And then someone responded, actually, no, Tim seems to be relatively pro-Israel, but Timcast.com allows people to have opinions where you disagree with the boss. So, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I'd have to imagine that Ben Shapiro's position on uh, Cassandra's statements would be substantially more uh, aggressive than what he said about Candace. Candace has had, you know, more passive statements on Israel as uh, compared to, say, Cassandra. And uh, I, as the boss of Timcast, have absolutely zero beef with Cassandra over it. She's allowed to have her opinions. I think some of the things uh, I disagree with, uh, I'll just put it that way. Like, I disagree with some of these things, but like, I don't know, <laughs> what am I going to do? I, I, I just think, look, a company that, that wants to expand and build culture and, and it's got to be able to reach a large group of people. It's got to be able to reach this country, which means there's going to be circumstances where people disagree with each other. That means for those of you who watch Timcast, maybe you're fans of Josie, maybe you're fans of pop culture crisis or, or whatever. I know most of the people who are uh, members of Timcast are, you know, watching Timcast. But, uh, you know, my, my ultimate goal is like, I think it would be great to have a liberal and a conservative personality under the umbrella doing podcasts and having those conversations, debate these ideas in good faith. I think Crystal Ball is great. I, I think Breaking Points is a great show. Uh, I disagree with her on a lot of things. That's fine. That's fantastic. And I want to find people of, of, of good faith conversation who genuinely will stand by their positions. 
I think the left cult mostly lies and doesn't actually have any strong positions. That's why they're defending these creepo books in schools. But we'll talk about that later today. But uh, let's get the news and I'll show you these clips. In recent weeks, Owens has drawn criticism from hard right voices over her comments regarding the Israel Hamas war. Hard right? No, pro-Israel. Okay. Palestinian militant group Hamas launched surprise attack on Israel on October 7th. Israel has subsequently launched its heaviest ever military response in Gaza. And I want to add as well, Tucker Carlson is currently under fire as well. And it's crazy. I agree with Tucker. Okay. America first. There I said it. Sorry. Uh, Tucker said he was horrified by what happened and he gets it. But America has problems we need to deal with. And then people come out being like, how dare you, Tucker? And I'm just like, dude, you ain't playing that game with me. You ain't playing that game with Tucker. I am not falling into an emotional trap over a foreign nation. It's not going to happen. I will say unequivocally what Hamas did was was terrorism, was brutal, was evil, evil, because we can break it down. Killing civilians so they could disrupt the Abraham Accords so that they could generate attention for themselves using civilians as targets of opportunity. I'm like, it's abject evil. And then Biden gives them one hundred million dollars, not directly, but oh, we're going to give aid to Palestine. We know what we know where that money's going. That being said, you will never guilt me into arguing that we should put another country, uh, uh, another country's interests over our own. It's just not going to happen. You can you can unsubscribe. You can cancel. You can insult me on Twitter all day and night. Okay, I'm with Tucker Carlson on this one unequivocally. I will. I agree with what he said. What, what we saw there was horrifying, absolutely horrifying and evil. Now, as per Israel's military response, man, I don't know. It's war. I'm not going to sit here and justify everything Israel does. They're worthy of criticism in a lot of ways. OK, but it's war and they're going to respond to what happened. And I'm, I'm not a fan of these conspiracy theories that argue that that uh, Israel allowed the attack to happen. Just um, dude, spare me. OK, Occam's razor. I don't think Netanyahu is like, sure, we'll let civilians die. No, no, I'm not. I'm not playing the game. Is it possible? Of course, you can provide your evidence and I'm listening. But I, I prefer the least amount of assumptions. They didn't see this coming. It was planned for years. Hamas had reason to do it, to disrupt the Abraham Accords and, and get money for themselves with threats of hostages. And Israel's going to go hard against them. And I totally get why. Ben Shapiro is going to be absolutely angry. And I absolutely respect Ben's position on why he's angry and the emotions he's feeling. 100%. If you have family in any country and they're going through, they're facing atrocities and you're mad about it and you want help, I totally get it. Absolutely. Now me, I'm an American. I'm with Candace and I'm with Tucker in terms of, you know, we got to secure our own borders. We got to stop what's going on in these universities. The, the, the attacks on white people. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm done playing games. Okay. The, 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 the attacks on whiteness, white privilege, they're just attacking a, a, a racial demographic. And what's funny is I don't get any, any like, of the benefits. The left argues that because I'm critical of them, I'm white, blah, blah, blah. While they talk out of the other side of their mouths about mixed race people and the problems and the problem, you know, they face and yeah, blah, 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 blah. Generational trauma. You want to talk about generational trauma? Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. 
That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Let's talk about only, uh, was it 60 some odd years ago? Not even 60 years ago. It was illegal for my grandparents to have been together. Generational trauma. No, you're talking out both sides of your mouth left. And I don't trust a word you say, but I love this country because it has afforded my family that opportunity. Anyway, let me <laughs> start rant, stop running and we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Here we go. Ben Shapiro says, Candace, if you feel that taking money from the Daily Wire somehow comes between you and God, by all means, quit. 20 million views on this tweet. I got to say, part of me is like, Cassandra, can we just pretend that we're mad at each other over this? <laughs> I'll take 20 million views. Uh, not saying their beef is fake, but man, I would be, uh, it, it, I, I have to say like, you know, they're, they're making themselves the big dog. Listen, Ben Shapiro is a strong personality and I don't think anybody would disagree. He is adamant on his positions. He's fast. He's witty. He's articulate. And when he stands up and speaks these things and directly challenges people, he generates a lot of uh, positive and negative attention for himself. And it makes him a household name. That's why he's the biggest conservative podcast. Controversy is, is a component. I know that if I, uh, you know, look, when I, I made a comment about, uh, I'll keep it vague. I've made comments that the left has lost their mind over. And all of a sudden, my name's across the board in all these different outlets. I'm getting conservatives singing my praises and the left calling for my death. No question. And I'm like, man, you do things like that. You raise your profile. You become more and more famous. You make more and more money. Uh, that's not me. You know, when we had, Jen, Jen, I mean, like, I'll say the comments when I feel like saying them, but everybody calls me that milk toast fence sitter. A lot of people don't like the show because of that. We had Jen Kuger on the show and people were telling me they were waiting for it to pop off, that we were going to start screaming at each other. And I'm like, yeah, that's not what I do. There was a period where Jenk started getting agitated over Ahmed Arbery and George Floyd. And I just moved away from that subject because, uh, I don't like WWE drama politics, and perhaps this company could be bigger. Perhaps we could have substantially more subscribers and, and, and do way more and have more, way more money, but uh, that ain't me. I'll do it when I do, and I'll put it this way. If you ever see me engage in any kind of shock content or whatever, it is more rare than not, but I do it when I feel like doing it, but I mostly don't feel like doing it. Anyway, Candace responded. You are utterly out of line for suggesting that I cannot quote biblical scripture. The Bible is not about you. And that's the original tweet. This is a fascinating thing Dinesh D'Souza brought up. Candace tweeted, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other or you will be devoted to, uh, to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both money and God. 
Dinesh D'Souza brought this up. I said that my view of this was Candace making a comment about Israel, basically calling for a ceasefire. And Dinesh said, oh, that's interesting. That's not what I saw. I thought Candace was responding to Ben saying she was disgraceful. Interesting. Interesting. A viral video of Ben saying Candace, her comments are disgraceful. And then what happens after? I think Dinesh is correct. I think I was wrong. Candace then tweets out, blessed are the peacemakers. And this is this Bible verse. And what I think this may be, Dinesh is correct, is that Candace was saying, I will not fight with you, Ben, over this, for blessed are the peacemakers. That's an interesting perspective. A lot of people are saying, no, we know what you're doing, Candace. You're saying Israel should stop. Actually, contextually, it makes more sense what, what Dinesh said, because Candace already made her comments about Israel. The big controversy was Ben calling her disgraceful. Her next comment was, blessed are the peacemakers for the children of God. Maybe a little snooty, perhaps, of her saying, Ben, I'm not going to fight with you. Why? Because those who make peace are the servants of God. That's actually an interesting perspective. No, I don't know. It's, you know, to be honest, it may be a subtweet, as they call it. But all Candace did was post a Bible verse. And for that, Ben came after her. Charlie Kirk response. Candace Owens says to Ben, you have been acting unprofessional and emotionally unhinged for weeks now. And we have all had to we have all had to, to sit back and allow it and have all tried to excuse exceeding uh, had to exercise exceeding understanding of your raw emotion, which crosses a certain line when you come for scripture and read yourself into it. She said, it's not about you. Charlie Kirk says, I'm genuinely confused by asking questions and quoting Bible verses about peace warrants a call to resign from Daily Wire. There should be more room in this conservative movement for disagreement. We can do better than this. Yeah, I completely agree. Look, man, uh, I will give a, a minor apology to Ethan Klein and Hassan Piker because I was like, Ethan should have jumped ship a long time ago when they started chanting from the river to the sea at him. And like in the comments and stuff, he should have known who he was getting into bed with politically. And then I looked to Candace and Ben and I'm like, see, on the right, you get more. I was wrong about that one. So I'll give you guys that. I still think Ethan probably should get should leave leftovers. It's only going to get worse from here. But wow, calling for Candace to resign. Now, look, in the end, she may not. OK, who knows? I think the best possible move for the Daily Wire is that Candace and Ben just bury the hatchet, perhaps. And with all due respect, Ben, be angry with Candace. Candace, be angry with Ben, but stick with the Daily Wire. Make the Daily Wire a, a, a large enough umbrella for various ideas that challenge the woke, the woke established narrative, establishment narrative, and the neo-lib machine and all of that stuff. That being said, a lot of people are very critical of Ben because they think he's, a, he's, he's pro-war. He wants U.S. intervention in Israel, and there is a clash on the right, which will come to the intervention and anti-intervention stances. Now, that being said, look, man, I'm willing to shake hands with Cenk Uger on pardoning Julian Assange. No question. Anyone who comes to me and says, <clears throat> you stand by me, <clears throat> excuse me, you stand by me. And the only thing you will get is Julian Assange's pardon. I'll say done. OK, let's 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 get that done. Then we'll go fight about these other issues. My point here is the pardoning of Julian Assange is a very, very narrow very singular thing that needs to be done. It is important for this country, for journalism, for the First Amendment. But it's not like it's going to change every school. It's, 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 it's one man's life, but it means so much to us in terms of our principles and what we value. I think there are issues where we could align on, say, like health care and taxes. Those are broad, massive issues. My point is simply, I am willing to team up with people to solve 
immediate problems. Max Blumenthal, more pro-Palestine, more anti-Israel, uh, uh, left-leaning. Aaron Maté, same thing. But we agree on getting this money out of the military industrial complex and putting it into the American industrial complex, securing our borders, bringing back jobs. The left may not agree on securing borders, but hey, I'll tell you this. Take all that money from foreign war. Give it to a single dude. I don't care who does. Here's what I say. Find a random veteran and say, you know, that 500 billion we spent on foreign wars, we're giving it to you. Do whatever you want with it. Why? It would be better spent by an American citizen who cares about America. At the very least, let the dude buy himself 50 mansions and a bunch of private jets. I don't care. It's better than getting the U.S. entangled in 20, 20 year multi-decade wars. You get my point. There's more. There's more. I got I got <laughs> we got to pull up a lot more. <clears throat> Take a look at this. Candace Owens this is from Citizens Free Press. Citizen Free Press. Candace Owens hasn't forgotten that Ben Shapiro openly pushed the vaccines. Take a look at this uh, this clip from uh, uh, Tucker. Uh, let's uh, let, let's I will play this for you now. COVID really, I didn't remember that. Yeah, he was pro the COVID vaccine. I was anti the vaccine. You know, we were all idiots for not getting the vaccine. So that's totally fine. I, I am totally open to people having a difference in opinion. Right. I would hope that amongst colleagues that it would always be a civil disagreement. And I, I would never in a private event stand on a table and talk badly about Ben. It's, I would a little say, it's a little weird. So he was on the left on those three biggest issues of our time, is what you're saying? He has converted his opinions. He's accepted responsibility. He said, you know, I was wrong about the vaccine. Oh, good. good uh, he is, you know, obviously pro pharma. His mom's a doctor. And I say to people, I'm very aware of my perspectives on big pharma. And yes. I talk about it on my show openly. And I think that that's a tremendous credit to the Daily Wire that they allow a difference of opinions. But I would, I, as I said, hope that it would remain respectful. And uh, well, it certainly doesn't seem to be remaining respectful. Take a look at this clip from the from the blaze. Uh, or I should say a clip from Tucker that the blaze has, has, has clipped. Let me, let me play it for you. And, uh, uh, let's, let's get uh, Tucker's opinion in, in, on this one. Happened on October 7th. Sorry. There's also, I can't help but notice that I, your views reflect mine. I would say pretty much I'm, I'm an American. I was horrified by what happened on October 7th. I think it was pretty strange. Um, I don't really understand how it happened, but innocence died and that's awful. And I hated watching that. And I feel so sorry for the Israelis, um, who were killed. However, there's an emotional response that is disproportionate, I think, on the part of some commentators. I mean, our country's being invaded right now by millions of young men whose identities we don't know, who probably don't even like America, and they're now living here. Over 100,000 Americans die every year of fentanyl. I've known a couple. Those are real tragedies. I've never seen anything like the emotion from any commentator around those tragedies as I'm watching about a foreign tragedy. I think that's odd. I agree with Tucker. Th there's and also uh, I got to say, I'm, I'm actually pretty emotional about this. Here's what I'm emotional about. What Tucker is saying, American political commentators care more about Israel than they do their own country. That's what he's saying. And no, I'm not referring to Jewish commentators. Obviously, Ben Shapiro cares. I absolutely respect why he cares. Dude was there just before this happened. Dude has family who was there. This is not some abstract to Ben. This is his family, his life, his world, a country he cares deeply about. He is a he is a, an Orthodox Jewish man. So when Ben gets gets angry, I absolutely respect it. When Ben says, here's what I think Israel should do and the U.S. should do, totally get it. But when you have Americans who are not Jewish and not Israeli, this passionate, disproportionately, I'm like, okay, dude, 
I got to tell you, man. And we're seeing this now with a lot of uh, 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 accounts. So Jack Posobiec has pointed out, many have, that there are many pro-DeSantis accounts that are absolutely in line with Israel. And it's like, but, but, but you are not of this country. And my point is this. You're allowed to be. You're absolutely allowed to be emotional about, uh, about what, what Hamas did. I mean, I watched these videos, man. Absolutely horrifying. You're allowed to be angry. I get it. But I'm going to agree with Tucker on this one. Why aren't you so concerned about, I don't know, how about that woman who was killed by the illegal immigrant? Oh, you mean which one? You're cruising down the highway, windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com slash carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more, all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Visit now. Why is it that I don't see this fervent rage over what's happening on our border? Mike Cernovich made a really great point yesterday when he said, you know, you look at this emotion of, of uh, uh, Americans, uh, American Jews and Israelis, the emotion they have over what happened. And the United States has nothing like this. Imagine if that degree of, of energy and emotion was directed at, at, at for the for the United States over what's happening to this country today. It's like, wow, I think that's the kind of the point that Tucker's getting to. Now, I'm seeing a bunch of commentators who are insulting and attacking Tucker Carlson over this. And I'm just like, dude, I'm going to say it again. You can insult me. You can roast me. You can rag on me all you want. You will never, never get me to care more about Israel than the United States. Not going to happen. I care about Israel about as much as I care about uh, uh, Azerbaijan and Armenia and Burma and uh, and Ukraine. That is to say, the humanitarian crisis and what Hamas did, absolutely horrifying. Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine shouldn't have happened, shouldn't have done it. Big, complicated issues here. Same thing with Israel. Generational conflict going back well before 1948. Who started the fight today? Hamas started the fight. They didn't start the war. You can argue about who started the war. Fine. It goes back generations. But uh, yeah, sorry. Hamas decided to kill a bunch of civilians. And Israel said, this, we will not tolerate this. In 2005, Israel forcefully removed citizens from Gaza, evacuated all that stuff. I'm not a big history buff on this stuff, but I'm not going to play this game where you've got you know what I'm really, really offended by and sick of? Leftist personalities who come on and say, we just don't want funding for foreign war. And I'm like, OK. And then they go on to say that Palestine's in the right and Israel's bad. And I'm like, dude, I don't believe you. I think many of these people just hate Israel. They hate Israel. And so they are trying to use the libertarian anti-intervention stance to justify taking money away from Israel. I firmly believe that. That being said, you're not going to shame me, guilt trip me or attack me into being like, we should care more about Israel or we should care about Israel to a great degree. No, no, no. Hold on. I think it's fine to say that we should care about what Hamas did. Agreed. But you are not going to convince me 
And I am insulted to the fact, absolutely, by so many people who argue that I should care more about it than, say, Azerbaijan and Armenia or Burma. Okay, I care about all humanitarian disasters, but in the end, I care about America. That's basically Candace Owens's position. She said, we've got teachers uh, pushing, claiming whiteness is evil, attacking white people, saying based on the color of your skin and how you were born, you're bad or you have this inherent badness that we've got this this crisis on the border. Tucker Carlson brings up the same point. Yep, you got it. And I am not going to be fervently angry or irrational or unhinged over it. But I'm certainly not going to scream about Israel when the United States is suffering serious crises and problems. We have uh, we had riots last night just outside the DNC. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later today. I'm sorry. I understand what Hamas did is worse by a million, a million times what the, what the left is doing in front of the DNC. But I am not Israel. There's conflict in Sudan. There's conflict in Nigeria. There's conflict all over the place. All of these things are bad. And what Hamas did is one of the worst atrocities we've seen in a very, very, very long time. But I care about America. I care about America first. So my priorities will always be the funding of the United States government, the, 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 the American taxpayer should be going towards making the lives of Americans better and not being concerned about conflicts overseas. That comes way later. But you get it. You get it. And here we go, baby. Kenneth Owens uh, uh, tweeted this, uh, you know, uh, at some point yesterday. It's like watching a men in black memory wipe, listening to people opine about how there was never explicit calls for white genocide in college campuses. And college campuses uh, only very recently became radical, utterly disturbing. This is a point that she was making uh, the other day that I said I agree with her. She said, why are we hearing all of this concern over anti-Semitism? Why, you know, Ron DeSantis bans this school group that says they're part of the resistance movement of Palestine, Palestinians in exile. Where's the moves to be made against this overt violation of the Civil Rights Act? Uh, I, I, I sincerely mean this. When a college professor says whiteness, boom, violating the law. The, dude, the same laws and precedent that I cheer for that made it legal for my family to actually be married and have kids and do all that stuff because they were in violation of the law. But we had things called miscegenation laws where mixed race people, people of different races could not cohabitate. These things get ended with Loving v. Virginia in, I think it was, uh, was, was that was 1967. And the 1964 Civil Rights Act, three years until we actually said, okay, if you're not the same race, you can actually uh, get married and have kids. That's crazy to me. But my point is simply this. It is illegal in this country to be a university blaming white people for problems. Yet for some reason, okay, Ron, is Florida going to be doing something about this? No serious question. Are you going to go to the universities? I think they may have taken action on this, so I don't want to single out Ron DeSantis. But any of these governors, any of these lawmakers, the federal government, any lawyer, conservative lawyers should be filing a lawsuit across the board saying any university, any that uncritically parrots the idea that whiteness is bad is in violation of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, singling out a racial group in this way. Fair point. Okay, a few more tweets to go through before we wrap up. Sertovich points out, or I should say uh, Jack Posobiec tweets, uh, uh, said this on his show. Can someone explain why there are Israeli politicians calling in the pages of the Wall Street Journal for Palestinian refugees from Gaza to be resettled in the West, specifically in the United States? Sertovich says most people don't know that Israeli NGOs helped resettle migrants in Europe in 2015. Markle gave them an award and then everything. Hindsight. In hindsight, not smart. Tucker Carlson. 
Where were these college donors for the last 10 years when they were calling for white genocide on campus, going after my children for their skin color? You paid for that. Oh, that's right, baby. You've got these college donors saying they're pulling funding from the universities because of these uh, protesters support for Palestine. This boils my blood. So these big donors had no problem, no problem whatsoever with the call, with, with the attack on whiteness, illegal actions, racist actions. But now because of Israel, are all of a sudden saying we're going to pull our funding. Yeah, sorry. America first, baby. I like Israel. I've been there. Tel Aviv is awesome. Hamas is awful. They're evil. Just because Israel is more powerful than, than, than Hamas does not make them the bad guys. They're allowed to defend themselves and they're allowed to go after Hamas militants and it's war. I am not here to justify any of the collateral damage. That's always bad. You can make arguments all day night that Israel is doing too much or that they could do things better. Whatever, man. I'm sorry. It's war. And Hamas decided to attack. That being said, why were these college donors so angry over Israel and they did not care about what was happening to this country? I think that's a fair point. In that, I will wrap things up. There's a lot more to talk about. The riots outside of uh, the DNC last night. Yeah, let's get to it. But I want to say one last thing. A year or so ago, I went on Candace Owens' show. Didn't know too much about her. I've heard her say things. I've write about her on the press, obviously. Absolutely impressed. I think Candace Owens is fantastic. Uh, I like Ben. Don't listen to a lot of his stuff. You know, I agree with him a lot of things. And uh, that's mostly what I can say. I've got no beef. I don't know enough about Israel to uh, have a, a long ongoing debate with him. So that's why I say, look, I, I defer to him a lot of these uh, fact based issues and historical issues. And I respect and understand his anger. Literally. I mean, I mean that sincerely. Candace Owens, I can say, is <clears throat> someone who actually uh, sat down on her show and talked about these ideas and has listened to some of the things she said. I'm like, I'm actually impressed because I think her and I completely agree on a lot of these issues, really. So uh, shout out. I hope the Daily Wire moves forward. I hope Candace does not leave. I hope this 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 debate becomes part of a robust uh, a conversation where we answer these questions and the Daily Wire becomes stronger for it. Uh, thanks for hanging out in this segment. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel, and I will see you all then. Last night, Tim Cast IRL was live from the Heritage Foundation with Dinesh D'Souza and Julie Kelly. And only a few blocks away, far left extremists were rioting in front of the DNC headquarters, fighting with cops. Several cops were injured. There was only one arrest, but some lawmakers have said this is scarier than January 6th. Wow. They had to evacuate lawmakers, according to Axios. I got to say, this has got to be like the eighth 9-11 that the left has engaged in this year so far. Obviously, I'm kidding, but many of these uh, lawmakers claim that January 6th, or I shouldn't say lawmakers, but many of these Democrat personalities try to claim that January 6th was worse than 9-11. And it's just like, oh, geez, dude, if that's the case, then what the Democrats did just the other day was an extreme act of 9-11ing at uh, the DNC headquarters. Now, the story's fascinating. Because I think this shows that Democrats cannot win in 2024 so long as nothing changes, right? And, and I, I, I put it this way. Obviously, there will be changes. We can't predict them. But based on what we see today, this seriously hurts Democrats. And if an election happened today, Democrats would not win. Why? 18 to 29-year-olds make up 10% of the Democrat voting block, which means they're going to represent around 5% of the general, which means that if Democrats lose even half of this voter base, which they probably are over Israel-Palestine, 
they're going to be down an additional 2.5 points against Donald Trump and the Republicans. They better shape things up. But uh, to be honest, I don't think there's anything Democrats can do to pull out of this one. Why? Well, they can they can play their uh, play their game, but make their choice. It's either pro-Palestine or pro-Israel. And if they go against Israel, they're going to lose a lot of donor dollars. They're going to lose a lot of older voters. And if they if they go uh, against Palestine or wait, wait, wait. If, if they go against Israel, they lose the older crowd and uh, uh, and gain younger voters. But if they go for Israel, they're going to maintain the older uh, voting bloc and lose younger voters. And that means beyond this election, I don't see how they succeed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have a shocking, <clears throat> excuse me, shocking and disturbing information. During this riot, uh, I can now officially report that far left extremists threw a fire extinguisher at one of these officers, striking him in the head, killing the officer on the spot. It's, it's a horrifying news story that is completely made up by me and never happened. But it doesn't matter because I'm allowed to report it and still be deemed credible and newsworthy by our good friends over at NewsGuard. Yeah, that's right. This is what really bugs me. A lot of things. For one, one arrest. You had Marjorie Taylor Greene coming after the DOJ because they are ignoring far left extremists who disrupt Congress. They ignore. I mean, come on, look at uh, look at Bowman, who is seen on camera pulling down the warning signs, pulling the fire alarm and running away. No expulsion, guys. I just can't stand Congress. But the New York Times ran a story on January 8th, uh, 2021, that an officer had been struck and killed by the rioters on January 6th. A fake story. It's not true. It was corrected. The medical examiner said it was natural causes. What does that mean? Natural causes mean means there was no external factor in the death. Homicide would be he died as a result of human action, not a homicide, natural causes. And guess what? The New York Times still has the story up today. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Rather amazing, isn't it? These people are evil. And shout out to NewsGuard. You have not, not issued a a strike against New York Times, despite the fact they maintain a fake news story. The headline says it outright a lie. So these lawsuits are going to get really interesting for you. I wonder uh, 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 if Consortium News, who's suing NewsGuard, is uh, uh, going to bring this one up. 
that several, I'm sure they will, they're going to point out several news outlets have lied about all of these different things. And NewsGuard says 100% certified. But if you go against the machine in any way, even a couple of times, they will strike you and say you're fake news. Consortium News has 20,000 articles. They claim that NewsGuard's taking issue with six of them, just six. And for that, they've been downgraded to like 49%. Okay. Let's talk about first what happened here in uh, D- at the DNC last night. We were down the street from it. It's kind of crazy. And then uh, I got some videos for you of these protesters. The big story isn't so much about the New York Times being fake news, but I can tell you this, my friends. Wait till you hear what these people say. I don't see the Democrats maintaining a youth vote in 2024. What is Newsom going to do? Come out and talk out both sides of his mouth and say that he's pro and anti-Israel? Good luck. Axios reports House offices locked down as lawmakers are evacuated from DNC protest. Wow, crazy. They say lawmakers were evacuated from the DNC headquarters and office house buildings were locked down on Wednesday after law enforcement clashed with protesters pressing for a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. The incident, which resulted in arrests, marks the latest in a series of large demonstrations on Capitol Hill over the Middle East conflict. Capitol Police said in a statement that six officers were treated for injuries, ranging from minor cuts to being pepper sprayed or being punched. Uh, I would additionally like to add that all six have died uh, on the spot after being just collapsed. They're all dead, all of them. And the far left did it. And I'm allowed to say that, according to NewsGuard, because the New York Times is allowed to say it, too. Okay, in reality, that's not true. Because we care about about truth and not about politics here. The officers suffered minor injuries. They're they're all fine. The other side, if not now, which led the protest along with left wing and pro-Palestinian groups, said in a statement Thursday morning that over 90 protesters were injured in the clashes and each and every one of them dropped dead instantly. They're all dead. Sorry. Okay, I'm kidding. You get it. You get it. The group said protesters were pepper sprayed, pulled by the hair, hit with police bikes, choked, shoved against walls and pushed downstairs. And I got to tell you, my friends, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Maybe if this group or any of these people actually cared about what was going on with J6ers and, uh, uh, you know, maybe that I care, but I just don't. And I'm not saying these individuals uh, uh, are anti the J6ers or anything like that. I'm just saying I'm not interested in engaging with leftists uh, who are on the side of those who have advocated for multi-decade sentencing for people like Enrique Tari, who wasn't even there. So I'm not interested. You want to fight with cops, fight with cops, but you'll go to jail for that. And you should. That includes J6ers. The goal was to block the door in nonviolent civil disobedience. I'm fine with that. You still get arrested, but, you know, slap on the wrist. Adding the demonstrations, demonstrators refusal to comply with orders from law enforcement prompted the most brutal police response I've ever seen. Oh, please. The Capitol Police told congressional staff in an alert Wednesday night that they were working to keep back approximately 150 people who were illegally and violently protesting illegally. All members were evacuated per the police. A subsequent alert warned staffers that entering and exiting the nearby house office buildings was prohibited due to significant demonstration activity. When we were leaving uh, Heritage Foundation, we did see a group that looked like they were protesting and it was totally unrelated. There were cops surrounding them. I don't know what they were doing. It was nearby too. House offices were reopened a short time later after police said the protest had dissipated. One House Democrat who was present Said, uh, told Axios, it scared me more than January 6th. Oh, baby. I love it. Recounting that they were told to leave and return to the Capitol when police told them not to exit. Someone sent out word for people to come back and police said it's not safe. You mean that the far left extremists are scarier than the J6ers? Wow. The lawmaker said that they and all their colleagues were evacuated safely. Rep. Brad Sherman 
said he was also present posting an X, thankful to police officers who stopped them and helping me and my colleagues to safety. To the protesters, please don't do something irresponsible, said Sean Kaysen from Illinois, who was also at the DNC at the time of the protest. Blah, 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 blah. OK, how about this? We got a video here to play for you. You want to understand the position of these far left extremists? Yeah, I'm going to play this clip. And I think then you'll agree with me that the Democrats are in serious trouble. Here we go. So that's an arrest happening. Actually, it might not even be an arrest. And I want to stress this too, because YouTube gets gets all. Are they gonna? Is that it? YouTube gets all hot and bothered by this stuff, dude. Police pushing a guy out of the way. Calm yourselves. But there there was the arrest and everything. And so you see this woman's frantic, psychotic behavior. I'm sorry, lady. I'm sorry, dude. They're not anti-war activists. They're pro-Palestine, anti-Israel activists. And I'll just say, you know why? Um, Because I'm anti-war. And I think a general anti-war stance is not this psychotic. Sorry. Uh, Look, man, I like like the anti-intervention crowd. There's an overlap between the anti-Israel crowd and the anti-war crowd. And I've talked about it. I don't trust them. I'll say, look, man, America should secure its borders should fix its infrastructure and stop wasting money on foreign conflict that has nothing to do with us. I know it sort of does because of U.S. involvement in multiple wars in the region, but it should not. And we shouldn't be there. We should be helping Americans. And they go, you're totally right. Yeah. And then Ukraine happens and they're like, yes, more weapons for Ukraine. And you're like, wait, 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 hold on. I thought you were anti-war. No. Many of these leftists and liberals sell it. Look, look, man. Shout out to our good friend, Hassan Piker, who when I made a video, saying he was correct about Mr. Beast and being critical of the system itself. He was saying like, you know, Mr. Beast was trying to, was curing blindness and doing cataract surgery. And he was like, why can't we do this? Like, why are we spending? And I said, the military industrial complex is wasting your money. Let's fix people's blindness. And we shouldn't be sending $100 billion to Ukraine. And he laughed and said, oh, he's saying that Ukraine's just got to be on your own, dude. You're going to be on your own. Oh, man. I didn't explicitly say, yes, give money to Ukraine. But he insulted me for saying we should not be funding Ukraine. So when you come to me leftist and say we're anti-war, no, you're not. You hate Israel. Shut up. You're decolonizing. You're, you're, you're decolonizers. That's the only thing you care about. You would love it if the U.S. went and bombed a bunch of other countries so long as it aligned with your views and your values. Giving $100 billion to Ukraine, spare me. Now, I'm not saying every person calling for a ceasefire believes that. I'm saying I don't trust those people specifically. So forgive me if I'm not going to uh, back you on this one. I will, however, agree with we shouldn't be funding a lot of these wars. Brianna Morello says, I've reached out to D.C.'s U.S. attorney Matthew Graves office to gain some insight on their plans to prosecute these violent protesters. I'll let you know when I hear back. She asked, Capitol Police had 150 were illegally and violently protesting outside the DNC. How many of those individuals were charged? How many of those individuals in your team uh, 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 requesting be held prior to their trial? How many of these individuals will the DOJ seek terrorist enhancements? For prior to their sentencing. As always, looking forward to hearing from you. You know, they're not going to. The news that we have from ABC is that there was one arrest. One. 
one. It's funny. We are we, we get these warnings like, hey, you know, be careful when you're leaving. You know, you're in D.C. There's riots going on. It's like, yeah, we'll be fine. We're not super worried about it. One arrest. Regular people have to live in fear of these leftist psychopaths. But you know why? The media, the police, they're on their side. Cops are leftists. I'm going to say it again. I want everyone to hear this. Police officers are leftists. Why? They're the, they're the banality of the leftist communist BS. These cops, they may arrest them, but they go light. Where are the raids on, uh, where are the federal raids on Stop Cop City extremists? Oh, sorry. It's state level. Hmm, interesting. Where are the uh, federal raids on uh, the people who planned the occupation of the Capitol just recently? Just Marjorie Taylor Greene brought it up. Nothing. So if you're a police officer and you are sitting back as if you're in a law enforcement division that is targeted J6ers and you sit back as they ignore the crimes of the left, which we see plain view, and you do nothing as they they start arresting J6ers, you stand you stand by the police department, then you're a leftist. You do not get to. OK, look, remove police from the equation. Let's say a group of people attacked Trump supporters and defend Antifa. I don't care what group that is. You are working for the left. All of these cops are. You know, it's funny. You know, the cops don't care. There may be many of you who may be cops in some jurisdictions, but I'm talking about you watch these videos. Remember those cops in Jersey who hunted down the J6er? They're leftists. Dude, I'm sorry. If you are as dumb as a box of rocks and you have no unique thoughts, but you are standing with a leftist who's telling you what to do and you're doing it, you are with them. You are a leftist. You don't have to understand everything about the ideology. If that were true, there'd be no leftists because not a single one of these people has any idea what they're actually fighting for or what they're doing. My point is this. Most of these protesters are airheads who are in a cult. I don't see any difference between that lady screaming and the cop enforcing rules only against one side. They're doing the same thing. So it is what it is. What it is. But why don't we talk about the New York Times? Let's talk about this story. Here we go. Here we go. The New York Times, this is from uh, uh, January 8th, updated April 5th. The headline reads, Capitol Police Officer Dies from Injuries in Pro-Trump Rampage. Fake news. I will prove it to you very simply right here. USCP.gov medical examiner finds U.S. Capitol Police Officer Sicknick died of natural causes, which CNN says, what are natural causes? It means there was no external involvement. You died from something, a disease, cancer, etc., an infection that were within you. Homicide would be your death was caused by the actions of another per- a person. Homicide does not mean murder. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. If a person is uh, uh, standing on a ladder and they drop a hammer, And that hammer hits a guy in the head. It's an accident. It's not a murder, but it is a homicide. A human action resulted in. Or actually, like uh, another example would be we crank it up a notch. Someone is juggling hammers and then they throw one really high up in the air. And then it comes down and hits someone in the head, killing them. Not murder. Maybe manslaughter. Maybe not even. 
but it could escalate to a criminal charge, but still not a murder charge. There was no intent to kill, but a human did do it. Thus, it was a homicide. Now, here's the New York Times still running the story. But wait, Tim, there is an update from February. You're not being completely honest, says these lying leftists and liberals. The update says new information has emerged regarding the death of Capitol Officer Brian Sicknick that questions the initial cause of his death provided by officials close to the Capitol Police. OK, let's uh, let's click this here link and uh, go to The New York Times. Here's what the link brings you to. Officers injuries, including concussions, show scope of violence at Capitol right. Wait, what? You mean they didn't retract or correct the story? No. To this day, The New York Times has a fake article. Shame on you, Megan Specia. I know you. You know, we met a long time ago. How do you have your name on this? This is fake news, okay? This Capitol Police outright said on April 19th, 2021, that he died of natural causes. We all know. Where's the update? Okay, let's go all the way to the bottom. Maybe there's a correction somewhere. Maybe I can uh, give him some credit because I put a correction at the bottom, perhaps. Uh, and uh, we're making it down. Oh, wait, what's this? There's no correction. Megan Specia is a story editor on the International Desk in London, specializing in digital storytelling and breaking news by the Times in 2016. I met her when I worked at Vice. I think she was working for Storyful or something. Well then. Okay, well, certainly NewsGuard must have given them a strike for running this, uh, this fake story. Oh, 100 out of 100. NewsGuard should be sued into oblivion for defamation, and this proves it. The story from the New York Times is provably and discernibly false. And we all know it. The New York Times has never corrected, never taken it down. And NewsGuard has taken no action against them. Yet they want to come at they want to come at uh, come at Revolver. They want to come at the Daily Signal. They want to come at Consortium. If you're anti-war, if you challenge the government, strangely, NewsGuard says you're fake news. That's weird. Oh, what's that? According to Consortium News in their lawsuit, the Pentagon contracted NewsGuard. Oh, OK. This is absolutely absolutely evil. And this is this is the case against the New York Times right here. Updated April 5th, 2021. OK, well, on April 19th, 2021, medical examiner. This is the this is the government website for the Capitol Police. They accept the finding of the of D.C.'s office of the chief medical examiner that Sicknick died of natural causes. It does not change the fact that he died in line of duty. Why? He was in his office when he collapsed and died. It was not due to injuries. Natural causes means I believe he had a stroke. People were arrested for assaulting him. Totally fine. But there was no fire extinguisher. Here's the original story. The archive. Capitol police officer dies from injuries in pro-Trump rampage. Here's the new headline. Oh, wait. It says the exact same thing. They never changed it. Despite the fact the story is provably false, the New York Times maintains the lie. So by all means, how about this? How about TimCast.com run a story that says D.C. Metro police officer dies from injuries sustained in pro Hamas rampage? And then I will send that story to NewsGuard and say, I demand you certify this story as true and correct. Well, because we want to operate on the same standards that The New York Times does. And despite there being proof that The New York Times is wrong and the story is false, there seems to be no issue here. It's hierarchy. That's the name of the game. It's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. If it fits their narrative, they'll run it. It's a lie. Doesn't matter. They'll run it. Share this story with people who don't believe it. I can show you this and it's right here. 
USCP.gov, United States Capitol Police.gov, natural causes. They're lying to you. The New York, New York Times is lying to you. And about how much more? Vivek Ramaswamy on the debate stage made an excellent point. He called out the media that was moderating the debate and said, how, about, what, what about all the Russiagate lies? And they smiled and said nothing. And he said, answer the question. They didn't. And he said, Democrats would never let Greg Gutfeld moderate a debate. Yep. It is a disgrace. Ronna McDaniel should resign. She is a Democrat. And you know what, man? It is just so insane. I, I, look, I, you know why I, I haven't really tweeted much about it? Because I don't care for the Republicans. I don't like the Republicans. So it is what it is. But I'll say it now. It is, it is laughably, laughably obvious. Ronna McDaniel should resign over that, over that debate and over all the failures. I saw this tweet. I think it was from Charlie Kirk, where pollsters are calling don- uh, donors and voters saying, will you participate in the upcoming elections? And will you donate? They say, no, not unless Ronna McDaniel resigns. Well, there you go, my friends. This is the machine. Last night, violent riots from the left, Antifa's torching vehicles in Atlanta. And where's the federal action? Yeah, it's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. The the, the federal government, these these leftists, they're aligned. They are together. They're like, you wouldn't ask. It's like, hey, how come the the guy on on the Cowboys didn't tackle his own quarterback? And you're like, well, that doesn't make sense, does it? You wouldn't. Okay. Now you get it. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Any sane person, any rational person who read Osama bin Laden's letter to America would know that it's mostly an incoherent rambling screed where it's, 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 it's laughably bad. Uh, the Guardian had Osama bin Laden's letter up for some time, but recently took it down after the letter went viral on TikTok. And a whole bunch of people who are not quite bright and don't understand geopolitics are now going like, whoa, we've been lied to. Well, to be fair, you have been lied to. They did not attack us for our freedoms. And the perspective held by Osama bin Laden is interesting to understand. Uh, You can also read Mein Kampf if you want to understand Hitler's perspective. These are bad people. But there are a lot of people who are acting like Osama bin Laden had a point. No. Okay, let me just say it this way. If if you read the, the letter which the Guardian deleted. He's basically like, there are two main reasons or two questions that need to be answered. And then it's an incoherent and dejected screed that bounces back and forth on subjects. And you're like, we get it. We get it. Israel, Palestine and American military bases. Among other things, the dude clearly hates Jews. But there are a lot of people now who have a basic, very, very limited understanding of Middle Eastern conflict who are producing TikToks like, you know, I heard free, free Palestine and then read Osama bin Laden's letter. And now I get it. It's like, no, <laughs> no, you don't. And uh, as much as I know a little bit about uh, about some of these conflicts and I've even been <laughs> literally in some of this conflict uh, re- reporting for various news agencies, I would not even begin to claim I know enough about it at all, which is why I'm basically like, hey, the U.S. should not be involved in this for the most part. But take a look at this. This tweet from Yashir Ali. He says, Over the past 24 hours, thousands of TikToks at least have been posted where people share how they just read bin Laden's infamous letter to America. Dude, the letter is really stupid. I'm sorry, man. I know there's going to be some letters like, well, he makes a good point. There's going to be a bunch of anti-Israel people. Oh, you know what I hate more than anything? I I hate these right wing anti-Israel groups. Sorry, I just really do. Look, I'm a rational guy. Okay, you come to me and say, here's a video right now. There's like this video of this teen who died 
Everyone's talking about it. And it's frustrating because I'm like, dude, I don't let me just say this just to piss you all off, because I'm sure 15 percent or so of you want a narrative to be true. This kid in Las Vegas who gets beaten to death, it shouldn't happen. A mob beat him to death. It's bad. But the story is not that a white kid was beat up by 15 black guys. It's like nobody read the story. Nobody cares. I just can't stand that. The story there is that a kid uh, was defending his friend who had his headphones stolen, arranged with this other group to have a fight behind the school in an alley. The kid who got beaten to death took a swing first at one of the other kids, and then the mob rushed and beat him. It was about five or six people. I think three or four may have been black and two of them are not black. And now there's this narrative that 15 guys beat and the number keeps going down every time the police issue more information. I'm not saying it's a good story. I'm not saying there should not be justice. I'm just saying, dude, get your facts straight. Okay, I'm sick of the there must be a narrative thing. This is what the left does. And that's the main thing that I care about. Okay, I don't want to I don't want to hash that story. We're talking about Osama bin Laden here. But the issue here is these people who are who are not smart are being, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. They're allowed to read it. But Osama bin Laden's understanding of of worldly affairs, I, I would put it this way. I'm not, I'm not going to comment on what I know about what he might have known. I don't know. I read the letter I read it a long time ago and uh, read it again recently. And it bounces back and forth. It's like it says the same thing several times. We get it. It sounds like he's reading some like rudimentary anti-Israel leftist screed. But don't get me wrong. There are a bunch of people who are more right leaning, ethno-nationalist types or not who hate Israel. And it's just like they're standing there having a calm discussion about uh, uh, sports. And they're like, you know, I think it's really interesting. If you actually look at the curve on that on that on that, on that drive, uh, it's very fascinating. And then you go Israel and they go and they just start screaming and their eyes turn blood red. And I'm like, uh huh. I don't get what's wrong with these people. You know. The one thing I can say that unites the pro-Palestine and pro-Israel people is their absolute obsession with the region. I am not saying one side is better than the other or anything like that. I'm just saying that that the absolute obsession from the anti-Israel and the pro-Israel sides, I'm on the, I don't care. I'm I'm, I'm on the, I don't care about Israel. Okay. Let me play this video for you. Just some of it. This is fascinating to see nonetheless. And I think the bigger story here is not so much about Osama bin Laden's hatred of the Jews. It's more to do with how algorithms are influencing a younger generation and making them psychotic and stupid. America, which is Osama bin Laden's letter to America explaining why he attacked Americans. And I am ashamed to say that I not only have never read this letter, but I didn't even know this letter existed. It's wild and everyone should read it. If you haven't read it yet, read it. However, be forewarned that this has left me very disillusioned and I feel the same exact way I felt when I was deconstructing Christianity. I feel uh, a little bit just confused like I have entered into another timeline. What is this? And yeah, so go read it. So I just read a letter to America and I will never look at life the same. I will never look at this country the same. I will never. They're lying. All these people are lying. They're like, wow, I'm I'm so surprised. Oh, heavens, you should read this letter. I'm going to be honest with you. You should read the letter. And again, I think it's important to read books like Mein Kampf, if not just like read Mein Kampf. Hitler wrote a book. 
You want to understand why deranged, psychopathic, monstrous people do these things? It's important to understand them. Why? Because we don't want it to happen again. But a lot of these people in these videos, they're like, I just read it. Wow, you should read it. Oh, here we go. Oh, man, this one's going to be good. Oh, come on. You know, Twitter video has always been trash. Okay, I just got to say, always been trash. Now and go read. It's literally two pages. Go read A Letter to America. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And please come back here and just let me know what you think because I feel like I'm going through like an existential crisis right now and a lot of people are. So I just need someone else to be feeling this too. I need you to stop what you're doing and go read A Letter to America. It is literally the craziest thing I've read in a while. And while I can't say that I'm that surprised, I am pretty shocked. So go read it and tell me what you think because I really also need to talk to other people about this. And actually, before you even read the letter, I did want to mention, in reading the letter, I could only think of this tweet that I saw the other day. So this tweet says, under settler colonialism, any kind of resistance is branded as terrorist because the only acceptable violence is violence by the occupier. Under settler colonialism, any kind of resistance is branded as terrorist because the only acceptable violence is violence by the occupier. Why is TikTok promoting this to young people? Why did the TikTok algorithm start promoting people saying these things? Hamas stormed into Israel, into villages, started killing civilians. They admit they did this. They kidnap civilians. This is quite literally terrorism. When you are targeting civilian populations explicitly as targets of opportunity, this is what we describe as terrorism, trying to accomplish your political goals by terrorizing people. I know it's a really simple and kind of vague understanding. The U.S. does similar things. I love this. I said Hamas is terrorists because they did this. And then these leftists are like, yeah, then so is the U.S. And I'm like, yes, wonderful. Let's lock up each and every one of these warmongering psychopaths who sent our good men and women to die for their imperialistic endeavors. You ain't going to get a complaint from me. Barack Obama killed American citizens. Lock him up while we're at it. OK, that being said, this is the lie. Why? They only want to tear down the United States. TikTok, in my opinion, is promoting this because they want young people to hate this country and hate the West. Hey, there are some successes the U.S. has. You know, if you look at the South and North Korea, I was watching a show that's based in South Korea, and I was learning that they have they actually have something comparable to the Bill of Rights. And I'm like, wow, I actually really like that. North Korea sucks. South Korea is kind of awesome. And it is because of the U.S. intervention. There are certain things that I say, look, man, I'm mostly anti-intervention because they've not properly justified to the American people who are supposed to be the government why they're doing a lot of these things. But Afghanistan was abject failure. And I think Biden did it on purpose. I think the the, the exit from Afghanistan was done poorly on purpose to destroy what was there to empower the Taliban and create new boogeymen the U.S. can claim to fight. But the U.S. is doing a whole bunch of stupid backwards things. And I think it's fair to criticize U.S. foreign policy. But I also think it's important to talk about how Western values 
are amazing and good. And Hamas, they're terrorists and bad people, too. These messages, what they're trying to say in this with this clip right here, TikTok is promoting. Bin Laden is, is revealing secret truths, they claim, and that when they call Hamas terrorists, it's because they're occupiers and settler colonialists. Spare me your lies. Evil people exist everywhere. And war is about winning. People are going to do whatever they have to do to win wars. And the idea of a war crime to me is laughable. But to argue that Hamas are freedom fighters or resistance, you say any kind of resistance. Dude, Hamas did not need to kill civilians. Hassan Piker did not need to say, well, babies are settlers, too. That is evil. I, I, I think so. In war, evil deeds are done. And war can be waged by good people who do things that are not evil. It's true. Yeah. Um, humanitarian corridors. You can have collateral damage and you can have abject evil. And collateral damage falls into the horrifying elements of war. And this is what they're getting mad about. They're like, Don't call this collateral damage or collateral murder. Dude, it is. Sorry. Have a nice day. By all means, you can claim that Israel intentionally kills civilians. OK, I think it's important to to back that up. And there are instances that I question. I think Israel goes goes a little goes heavy, but I don't know enough about the region. And I will tell you outright, it's war. I don't know if I have a moral moral leg to stand on in making a debate about this. But I agree with Ben Shapiro on this point. Israel targeting Hamas after what Hamas did is infinitely different from Hamas going after civilians intentionally to terrorize. Hamas did not need to send troops into the kibbutzim and kill civilians and burn buildings down. They did not need to capture and shoot civilians. There's a video of Hamas fighters shooting at porta potties at the music festival. They don't know who's in them. They don't care. They will kill anyone randomly. Why? That does nothing for you. In fact, it hurts your cause. Ah, they wanted to disrupt the Abraham Accords. They wanted to, sh- to terrorize and they forced Joe Biden to give them money. So this is fucking insane. I just read Osama bin Laden's letter to America, which I will be going through right here. But it's actually so mind fucking to me that terrorism has been sold as this idea to the American people. And honestly, just so many Western inhabitants within certain nations that this group of people, this random group of people just suddenly wakes up one day and just fucking hates you, just wants you dead, wants you gone. And this is all because they believe that they're better than us. like that is the root of terrorism. It d- doesn't make sense. They just it quite literally does make sense because this is what the left does. Communists think they're better than you. They think your views are broken backwards and only they can run the system right. They don't one day wake up and believe it. That's not really the narrative. If you read Osama bin Laden's letter to America, by all means, if you try to understand what I view as a mostly incoherent screed, I clearly hates the Jews and he hates the West. Fine. It's funny because his views probably align with a lot of universities. If, if, if you read it, you'll understand this guy does think he's better than you. Lady, did you, did you actually read it? The dude says in there that Islam is the unification of all religion and you must come to Islam. He does think he's better than you. He's ideologically driven. One of the arguments bin Laden makes is that Christianity and Judaism unites to form Islam, essentially, because Islam recognizes all the prophets. Spare me, dude. The guy was an ideological psychopath who hated the United States. And I don't think 
I think there's a lot of reasons people hate the United States. CIA calls it blowback. We've known this forever. When the U.S. engages in these operations overseas, you generate enemies. But yeah, they hate you and they do think they're better than you. That's what these leftists do. Just hate your fucking nation. But reading this letter, it becomes apparent to me that the actions of 9-11 and those acts committed against the USA and its people were all just the buildup of our government failing other nations. Me, when I got the news in 2011 that we got him, what is it? Okay, and he's not really saying anything. 2023, reading his letter to America, knowing he was right. Yo, are you are you serious with this? I don't think these people ever actually read the letter. Bin Laden says that he wants everyone to come to Islam, to unify under Islam, the true religion and unity of, of, of all prophets. You think that's right, man? You know, I post about black paraplegic Santa Claus and these leftists call me a Christian and I'm not. I'm not a Christian. Uh, I'm going to say this for all of you. It may be shockingly offensive to some. I, uh, uh, I do not believe that uh, uh, Jesus Christ is the Messiah. I, I don't believe in the biblical stories of Christianity. I grew up Catholic. I learned many of these things. I do not hold those views. Uh, I think the story of Jesus is wonderful. I think the messages are fantastic. I think the Bible holds a lot of important truths for, for, truths for humanity. I do not believe that it is the word of God. I know. I know. I, I do believe in God. I do not believe that man has access to the word of God in this way. But uh, I am I'm 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 agnostic on all religion, though I am not an I am not agnostic on God. God exists. I believe that there are logical patterns and pathways that make it um, fairly obvious to discern that God exists and, uh, you know, and personal experiences. But it is what it is. You don't have to agree with me. And I don't I don't expect everyone to believe this stuff, but I don't follow organized religion. They attack me and call me Christian because I'm critical of Target. Actually, I'm, I'm laughing about what Target did. But now they're claiming bin Laden's letter to America was right. Well, OK, dude, you know, I, I'm sure your local mosque would love to accept you. I mean, that's sincerely. I mean, I, I have no beef with Muslims. Believe what you want to believe. So, uh, OK, so this guy comes around. Uh, what else? Do, what, what else have we here? of these situations and this letter was insanely eye-opening i really urge everybody to google and read it because i thought that i had quite a lot of media literacy but this takes it to a whole nother fucking level where this lady really just likes saying the f word it's it's pretty crude and (laughs) i'm not surprised she doesn't have other words to use like holy shit like propaganda is genuinely so deeply embedded into our fucking dna read a letter to america you're probably waking up you probably have a lot of questions welcome to the club but we don't have a lot of time to sit and talk about everything because there's still so many puzzle pieces that we just do not know about. Go read a letter to America. Like seriously, go read it. Type a letter to America in Google or whatever you use. Okay, so basically this is what happens. Universities start indoctrinating young stupid people about the problems of settler colonialism. They don't actually want them to deeply understand war, conflict, crisis, etc. They want them to be anti-West. They want them to be anti-United States. Then when these people grow up reading a whole bunch of psychobabble garbage and join a cult, they end up agreeing with Osama bin Laden. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Hassan Piker here, who tweeted critical of these people being like, dude, bin Laden was not a good guy. <laughs> like people really, what did he say? Something like, he said people really just like tall men or something like that. Yes, right. This is nuts. These people didn't actually read his letter. 
But what, what's happening now is because of the Israel Hamas escalation, these people who are tribalist cult members who want to side with Palestine, no matter what, read a letter from bin Laden, which says a couple times you, you allowed Jews to take the land in a Zionist settler occupation or whatever. And then they seem to ignore the other part where he says you are infidels who must come to Islam or else. Dude, the guy didn't just attack us because of Israel. OK, I'm sure he was pissed about it. A lot of places are pissed about the uh, was it the Balfour Declaration, Mandatory Palestine, uh, European colonization, all that stuff. But the dude doesn't like us because we're not living under Islam. That was a major component. Did you read that part? Apparently they did not. Back. Because this makes a lot more sense. It explains so much. And I guarantee you it's going to blow your mind. And let's talk about it. So go read it. Come back. Good luck, America. But more so, good luck, Democrats. Ooh, You're not getting a, a vote from these people. It's a lot. Oh. Seeing his letter to America, knowing he was right. Let me tell you what's going on. TikTok promotes this. So people decide to make videos just agreeing with what will get them clicks. This is why I've said we should ban TikTok. It's a foreign corporation seeking to subvert our laws, our norms, and our culture. It is an act of war against us. Now, there's First Amendment challenges. So be it. So be it. Let's answer those. But this young woman right here, she's not a Muslim. Yo, that's crazy. And then she's crying like, oh, OK, come to Islam, lady. Unify under all the prophets. Life does not. Here's one. It's playing music and it says letter to America is something everyone needs to read. It all makes sense now, especially if you were alive during 9-11. I don't care for these TikToks where they just play music and then mouth things. Mood since reading Osama's letter to America, rethinking things I learned when I grew up, uh, things I grew up learning. Right now? I read Osama bin Laden's letter to America. The way this letter is going viral right now is giving me the greatest sense of relief. If you're Muslim and you've lived in the U.S. since 9-11, you know more truth than the typical citizen. If you're Muslim, you see? Now it's all coming. I, I look, man, look, I got no beef with, with, with Muslims, all right? Uh, I'm sure various religions might, but uh, I, I, I would love to see everybody just being like, look, we're not going to fight. We're going to believe what we believe. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen because you got holy conquest and stuff. But sure. One thing that I said and uh, several others said is that the, f the future of this planet will be Muslim. And the reason for it is in many parts of the so Christians are less inclined to use violence to impose their their way of life than uh, than Islam is. And that's around the world. Uh, there are very there are very few overt theocratic Christian nations, if any at all. There are nations that are majority Christian. There are numerous, I think, dozens of theocratic Muslim nations. Many of these nations are willing. They, they use this as the, they have morality police. So when I say violence, I'm not talking about indiscriminate. I'm saying like Iran has morality police to enforce, uh, 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 you know, Sharia law and things like this. Christians, we don't, we don't have mosaic law in the United States. We're a majority Christian nation, but we don't have mosaic morality police. So or, or Levitican law or anything like that. But Islamic countries do. For this reason, nations that are having more kids and are willing to enforce their morality are more likely to expand and push this morality. As uh, Max Blumenthal mentioned, the Jews of the Palestinian region, the Levant, were conquered by Muslims and forced to convert. That says enough. OK, I'll leave it at this. TikTok is subverting the future generations of this country. It's all laid out right in front of you. 
And it's shocking to a lot of people. Good luck, Democrats. You signed on to this. I'll see you all at 6 p.m. the next segment. Thanks for hanging out. A story that went viral, a video showing a 270 pound, six foot six teenager just charging a teacher, slamming her to the ground and just ground and pounding her, beating her into the floor. The teacher sustained a lot of serious injuries. We have an update. Joan Nadich, beaten unconscious by Brendan Deppa, a 275 pound teen, reveals injuries for the first time. Educator was left with five broken ribs, concussion and loss of hearing after autistic student pummeled her and she calls for him to be locked up for 30 years. So if you haven't seen the video, uh, I recommend you you pull it up on X or another platform and watch it. It's it's absolutely brutal, but I am not here. Sorry, guys, I'm not here to play shot content. I, I, I suppose it would it would be uh, contextually relevant, but I'm here to argue about schools and I would like to first inform you. I am biased. That's right. I am very biased when it comes to government run institutionalized learning facilities. I am so biased against them. I will not give this teacher any benefit of the doubt. But let's start from the beginning. I am a rational, reasonable person. So um, obviously the videos that we saw of this beating are insane. And this this teenager should absolutely be locked up. Don't get me wrong. 30 years. It's a little wild. And I'm seeing a lot of people responding to me on Twitter saying he should be locked up for life for that beating. And I'm like, you know what, dude, 30 years, we, we got to ask ourselves, what's the point of prison? OK, if your argument is this dude's massive, he's dangerous and we lock him up for life because he might kill at some point that I understand. But I don't think the, 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 the that punishment, that crime warrants the punishment. I certainly think he should get some time for sure. He mercilessly beat this woman. He nearly killed her. So maybe a few years makes sense. But I don't like the current prison system. I feel it just hardens criminals. And we're putting people into a situation where they actually become learned criminals. And we're we're socializing them towards lives of lives of crime and not towards solving the problem of why this kid beat the teacher. And that being said, here's what I think. In my experience growing up, I'll tell you why I am biased. Chip on my shoulder. No qualms about it. I think I've had one good teacher. One. Stopped going to high school because... In my experience, teachers range from indifferent to callous to antagonistic. Indifferent, and I'll explain this. That's the best you get. You know, I know there are good teachers out there, and you may have had some. I had one. Um, But uh, for the most part, indifferent in that they don't actually care about you nor pay attention. They don't talk. Sure, whatever. That's that's fine. Do whatever you want to do. Callous. Callous, I would describe as you might say, but that's similar to indifferent. Sure. But what I mean by this is when you actually are expressing interest or have problems, they tell you, shut up. I don't care about you. Ignoring you, rejecting, and then finally, outright antagonistic. In my experience, uh, let's see, I went to three different schools when I was younger. And all I heard for the most part was that students were either ignored by or antagonized by their teachers. That's my personal experience. Now, outside of my personal experience, which of course leads to a chip on my shoulder and personal bias, I've heard similar things from other people whenever I talk about this. My teacher was an a-hole. School sucked. Sometimes I hear stories. I had this really great teacher once, but why is it that's so few and far between? There is one simple thing you need to understand. School sucks. Why do kids say that? 
Why have they said it for generations? If school sucks, we got a problem. School should be awesome. Hey, let me let me ask you something. I'm a little kid. You know, I should say little kid. I'm 13, 14. I go skateboarding. I'm having a blast. I am learning how to skateboard. Why am I so excited about skateboarding? What is the merit and value of school or skateboarding? Is there a difference? Okay. What do I gain by doing skateboarding? Uh, I face down my fears. I accept the inevitabilities. I, uh, I'm physical fit, physically fit. I'm physically active. I am making myself healthier. These are really, really good things. These abilities that I learned allowed me to run faster and jump higher. And I certainly used these in my journalism career. Okay. I wouldn't say I learned great mathematical capabilities or uh, linguistic skills, but computers did that. Why was it that when I was young, I loved computers playing video games? Why play video games? Why learn how to defeat the ending boss with a strategic move? Why RPGs? Why so many kids? Why do they so many kids like these things? They're learning and improving skills. Why then does everyone hate school? Could school not be comparable? Oh, because math is very boring. Nope. Spare me, dude. We all played Math Blaster. Okay. Not everybody. But how many of you played Math Blaster or Number Muncher? Number Muncher. That was funny. You got a little goblin guy and he's running around and you've got to eat the right number to answer the right question or the aliens get you. And Math Blaster was like aliens were trying to come and destroy your castle and you'd fire a laser beam to blow it up. You got the math question right. Why did we love playing these video games, but we hated school? This is my point. I'm willing to bet, in my personal and very biased opinion, this teacher who got mercilessly beaten, here's the story. She told the student to t- stop playing his Nintendo Switch. Uh, I think she took it from him or something. And so he mercilessly beat her and nearly killed her. Okay, that should not have happened. And this kid should get arrested for that. No question. But I'm willing to bet the teacher was antagonistic. I bet she was condescending. I bet she was nasty. I bet she was mean. And if not her, someone else in these schools. I tweeted this. There is nothing I am more biased against than government run institutionalized learning facilities. Abolish the DOE. Homeschool your kids. Start or join learning pods. Schools are starter prisons where kids get beaten sometimes to death. Teachers are cruel and they show porn to kids. So forgive me if I am not coming out on the side of this teacher. I'm not on the side of the kid who got who was beating her. He should go to jail. But I'm just saying outright, schools are broken. They're horrifying many prisons. Michael Malice says one of the first places children will experience violence will be in a school. Yep. Here's one for you. How come whenever we hear about school shootings, they say the problem is the guns. People on the right say the problem is mental health. How about the problem is schools? How about schools are institutionalized Learning facilities run by a government that doesn't care about students, antagonizes them, causes suffering and anxiety, and so they lose it. Listen, are there a lot of stories about kids going to video game conventions and shooting people up or going to skate parks and doing it? Why? Tell me this. Can we not inspire the same passion in any other learning, but for some reason, everyone hates schools? What are you going to say? Well, it's because kids don't like hard work responsibly. Lies, dude, lies. There's this great meme I saw. Shoe on Head posted it where a dude said he was basically an incel playing video games, hikikomori, etc., living in his own filth. One day he met a guy who showed him shrimp, little shrimps in an in in aquarium. And he was like, oh, cool. I'll, I'll get some of this for no, you know, just whatever. And he did. And they died. And so he tried again. 
And then he got really serious and said, I got to figure this out. And then he ended up growing and raising a bunch of shrimp families, learning how to properly care for the aquarium and do this thing. People were impressed by it. He made a bunch of friends. They thought he was super cool because he had this, this knowledge they didn't have. And he was like, I think we're going to make it. He's like, I'm being invited out. I'm going out more. I'm making friends. I'm socializing. Shrimp? Why would someone be so passionate about something, but not school? I like math. Math is always fun for me. I liked reading. I like reading stories. But my teachers were callous, indifferent, and antagonistic, and they made me hate school. So these government-run institutions with teachers unions, here's what happens. The schools suck. Everyone knows it. They're indoctrinating your kids to weird commie garbage. They're showing porn to your kids. Your kids are screaming to you. They hate this. And people are like, nah, that's normal. No, it isn't. Kids love learning. Anybody who's been around kids knows it. Kids love imitating their parents. That's why they say, don't swear around my kids. It's impressionable. Cover their ears where you don't want them picking up bad behaviors. Kids like imitating and they like being like adults. When you put them in these institutionalized learning facilities, you are torturing them. In Chicago, one kid had a temper tantrum. He got locked in a padded room and left there. So what happened? He crapped in his pants and was sitting in his own waist. I despise wholeheartedly schools. You know what? Enough. Okay. I call upon every conservative to recognize the failures of these institutions, public schooling, private schools. Hey, I got no problem with. We got to get rid of truancy laws. We got to get rid of the DOE. We got got to get rid of public education and start somewhere else. And I mean it. When I see this story about a teacher being mercilessly beaten, I am on no one's side here. The student shouldn't have beaten her. We get it. But these schools deserve no sympathy from any of us. The government maintains failures. Students' grades are dropping. These morons don't know how to do hard work, learn garbled nonsense they're never going to use for the rest of their lives, and they all hate it. We have failed, and it's time to shut the system down. Thanks for hanging out. Next segment's at 8 p.m., and I'll see you all then. Uh, YouTube.com slash IRL. Okay, obviously I'm pissed. One of the big stories to come out this past week was that on TikTok, by uh, Osama bin Laden's letter, I said Biden, Osama bin Laden's letter to America in 2002 has gone viral with many people saying, wow, wow, that proves it. I learned so much. The left is claiming that bin Laden was right. Seriously? Well, OK, we'll talk about it. But the first video I want to show you, because the actual subject I want to talk about is TikTok communists doing revolution meal prep. I am dying. You cannot make this up. Ah. Oh. It is so laughably insane and depressing. These people are so dumb and crazy. And how does it happen? Well, let's play the video first. There is so much momentum right now um, for us to capitalize on, to um, break down capitalism. And I wanted to talk about um, my view. So hi, I'm Margo. I'm a nutrition professional and I am looking into like how are we going to feed each other and ourselves in order to sustain us through um, the long haul and make the most impact. So I want to um, work with other nutrition professionals and come Victory up with Garden Plan and Victory some Food ideas plan. of how we can be utilized during this time um, and come up with an outline of like what do we eat during the revolution for people to get behind. If you're interested in doing that with me, let me know. 
also if that's something that you're interested in you know having let me know okay so uh let's ask ourselves this question why are tiktok communists thinking they could survive a revolution i think it's funny you know it's really funny <clears throat> i made this really great point really smart point coming from tim pool about our ability to survive based on cursory knowledge that is the fact that i have seen a thing increases my chance of survival if you go back thousands of years and ask someone uh, to smelt for you, they might be limited on what they could smelt or even know exists. How are they going to make you a toaster if they don't even understand any of the basic concepts? However, I, as a layman in the engineering space, have seen a toaster and have a general idea of what it does. There is like an electrical current which heats up metal to a certain temperature, which then toasts the bread. That general understanding provides me a massive advantage. The fact that I have seen it done allows me to know what is possible and how to seek out ways to maybe do a thing. That's what I talk about. These TikTok communists don't even know where food comes from, and they're talking about how they're going to survive the revolution. Dude, I made a point that the fact that I know the basics of how you get iron means I, with just cursory knowledge, am substantially more advanced than the people before the Iron Age. Took a, it took thousands of years, tens of thousands for humans to figure this stuff out. Then once we did and we shared that knowledge, it became ubiquitous. And now look at all the crazy stuff we've done with it. By controlling and manipulating energy, we have made crazy LED lights. We got lights here in the studio, cameras, all of the crazy stuff we built. Now I'll tell you this, I can't build a computer. I can't build a TV. I got no idea how LED screens work. I have a general idea. A bunch of small light emitting diodes all simultaneously going off at the same time to create pictures. And I would have no idea where to even begin making something like that. I would have no idea where to even begin extracting plutonium and enriching it to the point where I could create a nuclear submarine. But there's some basic things I know. Uh, the importance of shelter, how to treat wounds. Man, if only during the Civil War they knew to just pour whiskey or pure methanol or something. Or I should say menthol, methanol, uh, alcohol onto the wounds. Instead, they didn't know how to clean or disinfect. They didn't even know you should wash your hands. But we know these things now. These are advantages we have. This lady knows so little about reality. I'm sorry. They made fun of me and said, oh, Tim Pool thinks he could smelt iron. I, I didn't say I think I could. I said I generally understood the concept. So it may, may, it may take me several years to figure out how to make a sword or something. And it wouldn't be a good one. But way more than a human with no knowledge at all. And so here they are talking about nutrition planning for the revolution. Lady, you will starve to death so fast. I'm sorry. These people in these cities after their communist revolution will just be food. Scary, right? Yeah, they're going to eat each other. That's the reality. But how does it come to be? Well, of course, we're going to jump back to the old Bin Laden story. I have this tweet from Kim.com. Quoting Glenn Greenwald. Oh, let me throw some criticism their way. Kim.com says the Guardian deleted the letter to America by Osama bin Laden to stop people who are witnessing the injustice in Gaza from understanding why Muslims are fighting the U.S. and Israel. I think everyone has a right to read it. Here it is. Well, to be fair, uh, Kim.com is correct. The Guardian did delete it. They should not have deleted it. And it does give you an understanding of why they're fighting. Fair point. Fair point. However, Glenn Greenwald goes on uh, in greater detail. And uh, I just got to say, you know, I think Glenn is wrong. He says, ever since October 7th, we have been urging people to recall the lessons of 9-11. Bin Laden's letter blaming U.S. violence in their region, including U.S. support for Israel, went viral on TikTok. No, dude, the whole subject matter did of the letter. Glenn says, uh, in the last seven years, Western elites, he claims Bin Laden expressed three main grievances, U.S. sanctions on Iraq that killed hundreds of thousands of Iraqis, U.S. support for Israeli violence, and U.S. troops on sacred Saudi land. 
technically correct. Technically correct. My friends, I have for you the archive posted by Kim.com, the full text of Bin Laden's letter to America. And uh, no, no, those were not the grievances, Glenn. You know, I just can't stand lying. So please spare me, dude. If you want to explain Bin Laden's full view so that people can understand it, please do so. But it was not just the U.S. did bad things overseas. Certainly it is to a degree. But Bin Laden was mad that we were blocking Sharia law. Now, when you get this cursory understanding of foreign affairs and whittle it down and give it to some TikTok moron who thinks they're going to do nutrition planning for the communist revolution, their brains shatter. They can't comprehend this. They are not smart people. They can be dangerous in large groups. Here we go. Uh, you know, I'm not I think it's fair to say we agree. OK, Glenn, when they say that uh, uh, because you attacked us, that's why, why do we attack you? Because you attacked us. He says in Palestine, we get it. And if people haven't read this, I, I do recommend you read and understand why crazy people do crazy things. He talks about Palestine being conquered, and it's very, very, very much a lot, a lot about Palestine. But then he mentions Somalia and other things. Here you go. In his issue number one, bin Laden says, you prevent our people from establishing the Islamic Sharia using violence and lies to do so. So to all these TikTok leftists who are calling for a communist revolution and think bin Laden's right, I welcome you to do away with your liberal, woke, progressive societal values and embrace Sharia. Fine. That would be hilarious to me. I love this. The removal of these governments is an obligation upon us, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we get that. We get that. He says you give them humiliation and we, 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 we understand this, that you've surrendered to the Jews and all of that, stealing their wealth, occupying countries. Hey, man. I agree with the war stuff. I think the Jews stuff is silly. A lot of people disagree. And uh, the left has no idea what they're actually talking about. Why did they attack us? He says, the first thing we are calling you to is, uh, is Islam, the religion of unification. Okay, if that's what you want to do, I guess the holy book, the Quran will remain preserved. This is a motivation he has. And if you're I got no beef with Muslims, if you believe this stuff, but the idea that we were attacked simply because of U.S. foreign policy is not correct. It is a component of, but the story is much um, a much bigger picture. Let me tell you, Osama bin Laden says, we call you to be a people of manners, principles, honor, and purity to reject the immoral acts of fornication, homosexuality, intoxicants, gambling, and trading with interest. The <laughs> That's the best part. Usury? Really? Okay, well, I'm not a big fan, I guess, but I'm not that angry about it. Yes, that was a large component. So um, how about this? How about you decide to uh, 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 agree left? Spread the message. Have your nutritional post-revolutionary plans. He says, you're a nation who rather than ruling by Sharia of Allah in its constitution's laws, make up your own, contradicting the pure nature, which affirms absolute authority of the Lord and your creator. You flee from embarrassing questions posed to you. How is it possible for Allah the Almighty to create his creation? Grant them power over all the creatures and land. Grant them all amenities of life. Blah, blah, blah. You get the point. You are a nation that permits usury. All right, all right. I'm sure this lady may actually agree with the questions and complaints about usury. Many people do. But I welcome this lady and her communist revolution. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying she's embraced uh, uh, bin Laden's letter, but it's going viral on TikTok. I, am, I, am, I implore all of these people, please, if you genuinely believe it's true, I would love to come to your meeting and ask you when you'll be implementing Sharia law. Oh, what's that? You won't be. 
What a wacky and silly world we live in. The reality is that TikTok is manipulating these really, really stupid people into doing dangerous things. I had a very funny argument. It was from Mary Morgan. She's on Pop Culture Crisis, works here at Timcast. And she does not agree with universal literacy. And she said the reason is people don't understand what they're reading and then destroy these ideas. And so that only learned people who are truly capable of understanding should be allowed to read and, and understand. And uh, I don't agree because I believe in decentralization. I believe people who are capable of learning should learn as much as they can. And if they can learn to read, they should. But I understand her point. When these TikTok communists are given a spattering of complex ideas, look, if you have a big block of cheese and you are trying to deliver said cheese to a man, but there is only but a small hole in the wall for which you, you could deliver this cheese, you smash it through what happens. You get a square block of cheese and all the rest falls off onto the floor. Imagine that with this knowledge. When you present something like bin Laden's letter to America, which I think is absurd and silly and wrong, and you give it to these people who have but a tiny hole for which to absorb information, they can't. They get only this broken reasoning behind it. And it results in dangerous, violent humans doing stupid things and a crumbling in society. That being said, I welcome them all to read this. And I think people should. But I would love to have that debate. So for these people who are like, there's videos of these people saying like, wow, he was right the whole time. Oh, he was. You want Sharia law? Have fun. Okay. They clearly haven't read it and they're lying or they're not smart enough to get it. But in the meantime, please start preparing for your communist revolution. Your, your nutritional plans will be as laughable as the garden at the chess shop. Remember that? They tried to farm. How sad. Next segment will be tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.